Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ramblin' Radio, episode number 56 with Sam Newton, the legend. Oh, my God. You guys are going to absolutely love this episode. Sam has been on the podcast before. I don't know if you knew that, but he was on, I think, like eight or nine months ago. I don't even remember. And to this day, he's the most downloaded episode that we have on this podcast. And so I had to bring him back. You guys love him. I love him. He's a great friend of mine. And we just had an amazing conversation about so many different things. You guys are going to absolutely love it. And it's the first in-person podcast that we've done in the new studio slash office space that I have, which I'm really excited about. So you guys are going to be seeing these episodes start to pop up on YouTube. And if it's not the whole episode, it's going to be like a cool nine minute highlight or a 10 minute highlight or a five minute highlight. You're going to see something on YouTube. And if you don't, you'll be able to listen to the whole thing on Spotify or iTunes, just like always. But we're starting to bring in video into the podcast, which I'm really excited about because I love to watch podcasts sometimes. I don't always love to just listen to them. I actually like to see the people talking. And so I wanted to bring that into this podcast, which I'm really excited about. Before we get into it, we have to give a shout out to our sponsors. I've been talking about them for the past few weeks. You guys know the story. Liquid IV. Liquid IV has been an unbelievable product that I've put into part of my routine in my life. And just to give you an example, we were celebrating my birthday. I just turned 28 this past Tuesday, so about six days ago. And the girlfriend and I, Wix, we celebrated and we woke up. I don't even drink that much, but I was feeling pretty hungover just from this one drink that I had, but mainly the food. It was a combination of the food and the drink. And it was a really powerful drink. I think they put like two or three shots in there. It was it was very strong, but I'm, I'm pretty much a lightweight. I will admit I, I am a lightweight for sure because I don't drink that much, right? And so this morning waking up and I'm me actually filming this intro right now, uh, I felt like absolute garbage. I took some liquid IV. I took their matcha one, the one with 100 milligrams of caffeine. And I, I feel so much better. And not saying that this is like a, uh, a solution to hangovers, it's not, but you're going to hydrate yourself a lot faster. And what I love about the matcha product, I think that's their best product in my opinion, the matcha product, you get that caffeine boost while also hydrating you as well. Instead of like coffee or an energy drink, you get the caffeine boost, but then it's not also hydrating you. It's actually dehydrating you and you have to be careful and make sure that you're getting in enough water. With the matcha liquid IV, you're able to do both at the same time and not worry about being dehydrated throughout the day. And so it's been an absolute game changer. Highly, highly recommend just go trying it out. Just go pick some up. I'm telling you, anybody that has always shoots me a DM and says that they fall in love with the product and they end up getting more. And what's great is I've got a 25% off discount code. And so it's normally like $1.78 a stick, which is like a monster energy drink. And with my discount code, it gets it really close to a dollar a stick. So liquid IV is available nationwide at Costco and target, and you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Kravitz at checkout. K-R-A-V-I-T-S, not a Z. That's 25% off anything you order when you use the promo code Kravitz at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today at liquidiv.com. Promo code Kravitz. Go check it out. So that's Liquid IV. Something else that I'm even more excited about, and I kind of hinted this last week, but I'll say a little bit more. Uh, I got a new workshop coming out. 
and it's 100% free. You're going to be able to sign up for it in about a week, but it's actually going to get started in a few weeks. But if you're someone, if you're creative, that's just kind of stuck right now, I'm not going to give too many details, but you're going to want to get inside this workshop. I don't offer these workshops and these certain things too often, but when I do, I try to make it a big deal and I try to provide as much as I possibly can in about a three-day time span. So if you're someone that's DMs me asking questions, wondering how to create a business for yourself, how to grow, how to scale, how to automate, how to get more clients, how to sell digital products, anything along those lines, you're going to want to get inside this workshop. And we got some amazing prizes, like I said, but I don't want to give too much away. I'll be talking about it a little bit more next week when you can actually sign up. Uh, but with that said, enjoy this episode. Enjoy this week. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. We're live. Sam Newton. What's up? <laughs> What's up? It's me. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Are we, are we recording? Are we got both yeah, cameras? Good. What's up? Camera A. Camera A. Camera B. Guys. What's up, Zach? What's up, Zach's camera? <laughs> I I don't even know if that's going to get it. I don't even, you know, this camera right here is probably, it's on like a twisted angle. Yeah. Also, (laughs) also we're, we're talking about cameras and it might just never even go anywhere. And everybody hearing this is just going to be listening on Spotify. So that's right. Actually, the levels are looking pretty hot, dude. What do you think? Best level since Avicii, right? Oh, that's, that is sad. That is sad. Um, dude, thanks for being on the podcast again. This is the first in-person podcast. I'm, I'm truly, truly honored. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And you've been on a podcast run lately. Dude, I've been, I've been enjoying talking and people seem to enjoy having me on their podcast. So how, how has that been for you? Uh, it's been fun. I think my big, I was having a conversation yesterday and my biggest thing is like, balancing when I do podcasts, not necessarily talking about the same things over and over and over and being able to talk about different things for, you know, my audience that comes and enjoys listening to me talk. But also I want to be able to still talk about the things that matter. So sometimes I feel like they can get repetitive, but yeah, 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 this will be my, my fourth one in three weeks now. And yeah, it's cool. I just really, something exciting about podcasts where if somebody listens to an entire thing from start to finish, you just feel like like they're your friend and that they really fuck with you and that they really and it's just something cool. And just getting messages when you finish a podcast. And I'm sure you know you've done fifty some odd episodes now. This is fifty six. Fifty six. Five six. Um dang, you brought me on for the lucky fifty sixth episode. <laughs> What does that mean? That, dude, that's every every podcaster's milestone right there. Is that your lucky number? <laughs> no, it's something truly, I mean, just raw about podcasts that I really like. I think you can't just hide who you are on a podcast. So No, you can't. Uh, yeah. Ooh, I like that. You can't hide yourself on a podcast. No, there's just way less editing, way less trimming. You you yeah. really get to know who the people are. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's why I enjoy doing podcasts with you because, you know, it's like... If people don't know, but right before we started recording this, it was just like, oh, wait, are we starting? Is this, <laughs> it's seamless. There's, there's no difference between the camera it, and it, the mic it, on and off. So it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. But, um, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm glad you're here. You're, you're actually the most downloaded podcast I've ever had. <laughs> 
How's that feel? Check it. Uh, that, Check it that's out, pretty baby. cool. That's pretty. People pretty like rare. you, man. People uh, like you. You're doing different things um, that people haven't really seen before. The rap videos. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, we, we've kind of already talked about that in the first episode, so I don't want to make it too repetitive. Dude, I, I'm gonna be honest. I, I really don't know. Don't I, I, I forgot what we talked about in the first episode. I probably should have listened to that. So I'm I, sorry, if people. No, are... no, no. It's kind of a while. When when did we record that? Do you remember? It was like, dude, does time even exist anymore? Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore it feels like anything that was pre-2020 was like 10 years ago i know i know like i i thought my days blended together before all this and now it's like months are blending together you know what i mean how have you been doing during this time man i've been you know quarantine in general is a blessing and a curse Mm -hmm. you know it's it's obviously tough to adapt but i think i've done pretty well and my youtube channel's grown since then and uh, again, like you say, I try to take a different approach than what a lot of people do. So uh, a lot of people, I think, are struggling to get content out there. And I haven't had that issue. And I've been relatively consistent. And my channel's been growing. And yeah, it's been cool to see. Yeah, It gives you something really different to focus on when during this time we've got nothing else to focus on, really, except staying at home, working at home, being in our own thoughts. Obviously, you not traveling now. So your focus has to be somewhere else. Yeah. And so you're putting that focus towards YouTube and it's benefiting you big time. Your subscriber count. What's your growth been like? Uh, 10 million now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Something else. Surpassing Sam Colder. No, I think when quarantine started, I was like 28, 29,000 subscribers. And now I'm yeah. just about to hit 50. I'm like probably a week away from 50,000 so that's really cool i'm doing my that's huge my 50,000 collab video soon and yeah. that'll be a, a really cool project just to kind of give back and say thank you to my community and uh yeah it's just kind of a number that now that i'm here it seems so normal to say but i just remember starting off it's like dude 50,000 like if i got to 50,000 subscribers i made it like i'm <laughs> chilling like that's a big youtuber and then now i'm right at that and i'm like i don't feel that way whatsoever and right you know it's a constant struggle of just not being able to stop and be like i'm proud i'm here saying thanks to everybody who got me here but just mm-hmm. being like okay now what's next yeah so i think that's why i'm doing the collab video just to kind of say thanks to the community i have now because i'm very confident in the direction of my channel and i'm very confident in my vision and my content and I'm very sure of myself in that that I really do feel that like my community and my channel is going to grow to a sizable audience so I like doing these kind of checks almost where it's just like hey I did a collab at 20,000 I'm gonna do a collab at 50,000 really just to remind myself where I'm at now and then I'll have something to look forward to or look back on yeah. when I'm you know say I get 100,000 and I can look back and be like Damn, my community was just as sick when I was just at 20,000. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so you're smelling the roses a little bit, essentially? Yeah, yeah, it's starting. I, I'm, I'm doing my best to just be able to take a step back and appreciate where I'm at now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really hard to do. So hard. And not many people do it. Um, you know, speaking of other creatives and such the owner of liquid IV. I just saw an interview with him, Brandon Cohen. Delicious by the way. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Should we promote liquid IV right now? We also have a Vincero watch by the way, that Sam gifted me very, very kind of him. And, um, 
I'm very excited to wear this. I think the the creator the creator market seems to be saturated by a certain watch company, and and that's going to change what's soon. With, what's with watches and creatives, dude? Don't ask me. But now <laughs> now the new link people are going to start linking it. Vincero watches. Vincero the, watches. The highest quality. It represents something uh, something a little bit bigger than just uh, looking sick. So it is a nice it is a nice looking watch. And nice. It's a good size too. I don't like really small watches. I like I like having a decent size. Your watch right now, that's bigger than this one. Yeah, I I appreciate it's a thicker it. band. And this is all authentic right now, guys. No one paid Zach to say any of this, so we're <laughs> we're good. This isn't a sponsored episode. Or well, you did this give it to me for free, <laughs> so that's like Inception. You're trying to just sneak it in. Yeah, there. for real. Yeah. No, man, they're they're great guys, and I mean, the, them is just a company. That's a whole nother conversation, but. I wouldn't be anywhere remotely close to where I am now without them and their ability to believe in my vision and mm-hmm. kind of my approach to, to creation and, and storytelling. And they're actually sponsoring this full documentary that we're doing next month. Uh, they're cool people. So yeah. I just want to do my best to keep them happy because when I keep them happy, they keep me happy. And it's a huge circle. Right. That's the best client relationship you can ask for. But I cut you off. I cut you off. You're, we're talking about your solid client relationship, Liquid IV. Oh, the Liquid IV. Yeah, yeah. He well, talking about smelling the roses. You know, he he got. I don't know if they got bought out or someone just acquired them, mm-hmm. right? And which is huge. And they were they're doing nine figure sales, which I didn't know, which is massive. That's that's a over a hundred million dollars in in sales, which is just you know crazy big numbers. And, you know, he kind of locked himself away for the first three to four years of the business growth and he didn't smell the roses at all. And that was the biggest regret that he's had so far is to take that time to pause and reflect and see how far the business has come and enjoy that moment and celebrate. And, you know, I'm trying to do that myself with my business. And it's, it's really hard because as soon as you accomplish something, you kind of get used to it right away. It's like, it's kind of like a new car. Like after yep. that first two weeks, it's like, yeah, yeah okay. Exactly. Yeah, I got it. Um, it's so funny. You know, one of my friends, he's got, he's got an R8 and he's already talking about like, yeah, I kind of want a McLaren. And I'm just <laughs> like, do you know what I would do to have an R8 right now? I'd love to have that. I drive a Subaru Outback, so <laughs> I don't have any of those issues. Well, that, that's right. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's crazy how fast you get used to that. So anyways, that was just, you know, trying to make a point. Well, there, yeah, I mean, for said. sure. I think that's, and that's such a common thing that a lot of larger people and that, that you look, hear people that are already successful, that are where you want to be talk. And they always say like, they didn't really appreciate like the, the best moments that they had were as they were building things. And that's when things were real and enjoyable. And like that chase was so exciting. And yeah, uh, I think everyone wants so badly to get out of that chase that I feel like once they, yeah. maybe get to a spot that they think they wanted to be at mm-hmm. and they're like damn well it was actually super fun to be in the pits getting after it like creating with friends with no expectations no audience no so just people listening now if that's you if you're in a position where you're consistently thinking about like how can i make it how can i get a huge audience just know that like sometimes the best way to create is when you don't have those expectations and mm. and just appreciating where you are and just capturing where you are right now is something that I only really learned like a year or so ago, like appreciating where I am in my actual life. Like I would make videos of me and my friends in early college, just hanging out, having fun. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of stopped that. 
all together once I started doing this quote unquote professionally mm-hmm. and I would just care about the integrity of my videos and how sick they looked. Uh, and then I have like this four year gap where I worked on quote unquote client work and I look back at those videos and there's very little videos that like hit me. But then I go for like a year before that, five years back. And there's so many videos of just me and my friends. And I'm like, why did I stop that? Yeah. And so just capturing where you are now, regardless of the expectation of how cool it is, is so essential because you're going to look back in five years and really appreciate the fact that you made something special to you, not to anybody else. So, yeah, no, I love that. Yeah. I mean, I had that same experience with my old vlogs, you know, I I think it was two years ago is when I kind of started to fizzle out and stop that. And I I might start them up again. I'm not, I'm not really sure what I want to do just yet. But I'm so grateful that I did because I get to see those really early stages and I get to just reminisce. And I, I think that's something that not many people talk about enough with when it comes to vlogging. And I've got a friend that literally just wants to vlog so she can capture, you know, when she starts having kids and, and you know, capture that whole family moment with no with no intention of really like trying to promote her brand and like put stuff out there. But just to capture those moments, I think is really powerful. Something that you mentioned just now is letting go of expectations, which is something that is also difficult for creatives when you put out a video, you know, you you have all these expectations of like, oh, that one's going to pop off. And I think it's good to have that energy about it, but then also to distance yourself from it and just tell yourself whatever happens, happens. Let's get on to the next video. How do you deal with expectations with your videos? Because I know you have those feelings of like, oh, yeah, this video is going to do well. But <laughs> but how can you let go of that, too? You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And that's the hilarious you know, side of it where you have that feeling and it, it never lines up ever. Well, <laughs> like the I knew my last song, Cameraman, I knew it was going to pop off. I was like very confident. I was like, dude, this is going to blow up. This is hilarious. No one's ever done anything like this. Yeah. And to a certain extent on Instagram, it absolutely did. Like it's got like 10,000 shares. I think I jumped 4,000 followers on Instagram alone in the span of like three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was really cool. And that was just like cocaine over the course of four days, just refreshing your phone being like, yes, more yeah. likes, yeah. more everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, more but, life. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it didn't do nearly as well as I thought it was going to do on YouTube. It just kind of like just kind of stop. So just understanding that, you know, you can't ever have expectations of whatever you think is going to happen. It might go completely the other way. And so mm-hmm. that's what's happened to a lot of my, and my, one of my biggest videos, my second biggest video is literally a super eight video that I edited about me and my friends just going through New Zealand and it has like a quarter million views on YouTube. And it took me two hours to cut together and I threw it together. Like really? I put an emotional song on it and I'm like, you know, I'm going to do this cool little voiceover thing. Uh, and I just threw it up and everyone loved it. And I had no, that was just going to be one of my like smaller videos just to get something out there, just sure. to get something. And it, it blew up. So that's one thing. It's just, you never really know what, what people are going to connect with. And then also because it's such a digital age, it's not always what people connect with. It's always a lot of times it's what like, the mm. algorithm blesses you with so right, right. <laughs> it's pretty interesting sometimes you think it's gonna gonna blow up and get a ton but yeah yeah and and that, that honestly kind of keeps it a little bit i mean that's why youtube and tiktok is the exact same way it's like a drug it's like a slot machine yeah you don't know what's gonna work 
Right. And I was just having a conversation with a friend. This is why TikTok in a lot of ways is really cool for a lot of creators. But mm. for me, I think my biggest issue with it is this is how it always works. You post TikToks, right? People post whatever they want, whatever they want, whatever they want. Maybe they post 40 videos and then boom, that one video takes off like crazy. And they're like, oh, that's what I've been waiting for. It's like a drug. Right. And they want that back. They want that hit of like love and attention. Mm-hmm. And so what, did, what does every creator do? They ask themselves, what did I do in that one video? Mm. I'm going to do that again. Mm-hmm. And to me, you know, there's, there's a lot of positives out of like apps like TikTok, but to me, that's the biggest negative is the intention isn't there. That's not a decision that you made that you're going to continually make these videos. That's a decision that the algorithm made for you. Mm -hmm. So there's so many creators that are put into this like niche, like say, say I'm doing Instagram comedy, yada, yada, yada. And then I make a joke about a chair, right? This is, I'm just looking at a chair. It's very arbitrary, but I make a joke about a chair and that gets a 2 million uh, views. Now I'm going to just keep making jokes about chairs and say those keep working. Now I'm the chair joke guy. And I never decided. I let the algorithm decide for me and the intentionality behind that gets thrown out the door. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of like young creators are doing just that. And you'll go onto a TikTok and just be like, these are, like it's you're just yeah it's the same thing and and it's not really what they're deciding and again yeah. i don't think all of it's bad but i think a lot of it's just like trying to figure out what works and then do that as opposed to trying to figure out what you really want to create play the long game and then the people will eventually go sure or, because the long game just doesn't exist anymore which is no rough it's yeah everyone wants the uh the fastest way, the mm-hmm. quickest thing. I mean, it's always been like that fat loss. I mean, any industry, you know, weight training, uh, fitness, whatever. Do you think there's a balance there with like making TikTok videos, making them about a chair, seeing, okay, that formula works. How can I use this formula, but to create things that I like as well? Is there a balance there? You think for sure. But I think even if people found a formula that turned it into okay well this works for people how do i make things that i want to make fit into this formula for me Mm. that again isn't making something that you want to make because you're pushing it into a formula that you think is going to work so like tiktok's fast you got to grab the attention fast and then you got to tell the story fast and then you got to do do, 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 do. what's good and then if that's not your type of storytelling and then you're basically a just a slave to this platform and, and mm. you're just doing exactly what you need to do. So yeah. for me, that's why I try to stay away from that. But again, going back to the start, why I even brought it up, YouTube can be that way because you just like, damn, this video blew up on the algorithm for no reason. Yeah. Should I do another super eight video? <laughs> Should I do it? Right, so right. yeah, it's, yeah. but, but for me, that video was intentionally made. It was a video I really wanted to make mm. and it just happened. Yeah. So it's like now it's like, okay, cool. I'm, I right. can do another video like that. So, well, that's the best when you let go of those expectations yeah. and then you kind of get that little bit of a gift. Yeah. Do you ever, you know, kind of talking about the same topic, do you ever take a video that tanked and make another video that's similar? Um, have I done that before? Not, I don't, I don't think I have. I think the one, what I would do was I, I just released, um, my announcement for my 50k collab was also kind of like a studio tour and i didn't i wouldn't say i half-assed it but it wasn't wasn't the best video it was was just you yeah but the the biggest reason i wanted to make that video was to put out into the world that i'm doing this collab video Mm -hmm. and i was like i don't i don't want to just sit down 
and have a conversation with the camera saying, which I, I, you know, I totally could have. And my subscribers would have been perfectly fine with that. But I was like, let me make it interesting. I'll do like a studio tour. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't crazy interesting. And I don't think it did well. But, you know, you know, I've had in the back of my mind, I'm like, I mean, you of all people know that studio tour, office tour, those videos can do well. So (laughs) it's, you know, I may, I may, I may do it again uh, and do it more like real i did it really quick and just like showed it and and sort of like talked about why yeah i i did it set up the things in the way that i set them up and yeah really ran through carl shakur has a a studio tour office tour whatever sure and i watched his and it was like 13 minutes long and i watched the whole thing and it's just an all in one room Mm. and he's just literally picking up every individual item and being like so this is here because like I got mm. this in this spot and it was just interesting to me just seeing into the world of that person yeah. and I did none of that with mine and I'm like yeah. you know what yeah I could probably redo that um, yeah. but I don't think I've ever really seen something not work and then try to redo it because for the most part most of the videos on my channel are relatively either funny or like travel cinematic emotion so they've all been sure. in their same lane so yeah well, I think it's important to have those videos where it's like, hey, I'm Sam and this is my shtick, even though they don't get maybe the most views as that Super 8 video because you're showing face and you're showing who you are and you're building that loyalty and that trust. Yeah. And they know your personality other than just the hip hop artist and the filmmaker. You know what I mean? And it's always nice to make, create stuff for the people that really, really like you. And like, like I said, the, the top 10% of my subscribers, the people that really fuck with my stuff and really fuck with me and my message and the community that I'm building. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones, those are you guys right now. If you're 20 (laughs) minutes into this podcast listening and you came from my channel, then I need to start making stuff, more stuff for, for you guys, for these people, because You know, they're like, oh, Sam did a podcast. I'm going to sit down, give an hour of my time to listen to what sure. he has to say to listen. To and for me, that's incredible. And it's hard to see that because when you create something and again, it doesn't do well, mm-hmm. then that's all you think. You think in terms of numbers, it didn't do well. Even if on my channel, a video that quote unquote doesn't do well would be like 5,000 views. And like, that's still 5,000 people. Yeah. And say half of them watched beginning to end. That's 2,500 people that wanted to watch eight minutes of you on YouTube or listen to you for an hour on a podcast. And again, when we're talking about stepping back and appreciating, that's the kind of stuff that, and I think that's what at the end of each podcast that I've done, I've like stopped and been like, dude, Thank you yeah. for listening to to me, to listening to Zach and I talk for an hour, an hour and a half. We went for a long time last time. I don't remember. And it's cool to see, it's cool to see though that people sit and actually enjoy because I think obviously what you do is incredible and you provide a ton of value, 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 mm-hmm. trigger words right there. But you, you provide a ton to your audience and that's, that was, I'd say the initial reason why people came to you, but at the end of the day, why I love podcasts is you get to know somebody on such a real level yeah. and it's really refreshing. It's like you're talking to your friend. So, you know, that's yeah. why people stay for you because they like you as a person and it's, you yeah. know, comforting. I listen to most like probably 90% <laughs> of your podcasts and uh, I'm lucky enough to have you as an actual friend in real life. Right. So it's like, oh, it's, it's comforting to have my friend talk to me when I'm, you know, working yeah. on some stuff. But yeah. 
I know everybody else listening is just like, oh, sure. Zach's my boy. Sam's my boy. Sure. Uh, even if he, we don't actually know each other beyond like Instagram DMs or something. Yeah. So, well, that's why I love podcasts. And that's why I started one because I felt like with YouTube, there was just, I was filtered because there's a time limit. And if you go past that time limit or you start talking too much, you're going to lose the viewers. And like, there's all these things going through my head. And I'm like, God, I just want to hop on and just talk. Yeah. And for people that listen all the way through, you know, those people really give a shit with mm-hmm. what you have to say, which is super cool and powerful. If you ever wanted to, um, you know, monetize and come out with a product or a service or, you know, there's just so many opportunities. And then, like you said, you get to see the unfiltered side of the person. Yeah, you can pivot. You can dance around the conversation. Yeah, you can yeah. have fun. It's not like like. Like when I sat down, we're like, all right, what are we talking about? I don't know, but we're going to figure it out. And you know, sometimes you you need a little bit of direction, but for the most part, it's like, man, it's just fun to have that freedom just to not have, again, we're talking about not having expectations. It's like, sure. I'm going to come drive up to LA, hang out with my boy, check out his dope new spot and have a conversation and have some fun. And and for me, that's, uh, that's cool. That's what it's all about. And there's people that are making millions of dollars talking <laughs> to their friends yeah, joe rogan, joe just, rogan. just smoking a fatty and oh asking miley God. cyrus about her voice and oh. just cashing in he's living every man's dream almost for the most part crazy but anyways let's let's talk about shit that you're doing right now you want to start with the collab video Can sure you, is that a secret no no not at all talk I, about I like if you guys are listening to this right now right i am doing from Zach's side of things, because my audience sure as hell knows what I'm doing. I'm doing a, a 50,000 subscriber collaboration video. And what I'm doing is something super simple. I want as many people involved in it as possible. You just have to send in a clip of you lifting up a camera and smiling. It's that easy. It's that easy. Uh, but I wanted to, I, I tried to keep the barrier to entry so low. And there's some people that hit me up like, uh, that are just like, Hey man, I want to be in this video, but I don't have a camera. I'm like, don't worry about it. Like a few people just sent me in a video of them smiling with their thumbs up. I'm like, fine. I was like, fine, whatever you need to do, send something. And this isn't about the camera. It's not about, it's just about getting as many people involved just to show Mm -hmm. how cool of a community. So, uh, if you're listening and you want to be a part of it, uh, please send something in right after this podcast episode, because I'll probably be editing the video. Um, but yeah, go to my, go to my page. Uh, or go to my YouTube channel more, more like it. Uh, and then I dropped an announcement video called the 50 K collab announcement. It gives all the information on how to submit and how to send something in. Yeah. yeah. But the purpose of this video is just to give back and say thank you to my community and really, really just appreciate all of the people that support me on a day to day basis. So that when, you know, again, when my channel is at 250,000 subscribers, there can be people that go back and look at the 50k subscriber and be like, I was with Sam from the beginning. That's my boy right there. Look at me. I'm in that video. And it's really cool. My buddy, Jeremiah, that one blonde kid, mm-hmm. he's done a couple collab videos, very similar where he has people send in and then he edits yeah. all the, all the clips. And it's just really cool to be in somebody else's video and, and to send something in and then be kind of sitting there waiting like, where am I? Where am I? Where right. that's me? That's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. <laughs> I've had that happen. And it's cool. And, yeah. and for somebody that, you know, when I was a smaller creator and, and making stuff and 
being able to see myself in somebody larger than myself's yeah. uh, platform wise video. It was really cool yeah. feeling or somebody that I looked up to. And so now I'm in that privileged position to have people that really enjoy my content and mm -hmm. I want to give back. I want to, you know, get them involved in the video and, and just, just truly say thank you. So that's kind of the biggest reason I'm doing it again. Like we talked about, it's all about being able to say thank you to where I'm at now, the 50,000 people that are yeah. enjoying my stuff right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's really cool that you do that more people need to do it. I, I need to do it myself, honestly, um, is, is putting people on blast in a positive way. You're always shouting someone else out. Obviously you're promoting your own brand of course, but you're always putting someone on blast in a positive way, telling them to follow this person, do this. This guy's amazing. Uh, this guy inspires me every day, blah, blah, blah. And I think that is such a cool thing and also continues to grow your network, which will then provide opportunities in the future. You know what I mean? Like when we did that podcast together, you had very nice things to say. You shared it on your story. You did it with the other podcast that you were on. And, uh, not many people do that. They repost whatever the person does and then that's about it. And they call it a day, but you kind of go that extra step, that yeah, extra I, mile. I feel like people see podcasts as an opportunity to tap into somebody else's network. And I don't really want to see them as that where it's just like, Oh, this guy asked me to do a podcast. Let's check his numbers. Let's check his how many episodes he's done mm -hmm. cool he must zach must have a dedicated following i'm gonna tap in and hope you know a, a couple hundred people make their way my my way yeah and i don't necessarily want to look at it like that where i enjoy having these conversations i enjoy kind of talking about my experiences to where i've gotten and i think other people seem to enjoy it so i enjoy doing more podcasts i've thought about starting one myself but then again i'm not in the right spot where you're so good at just sitting there by yourself and talking for 50 minutes and making it so cohesive and make so much sense. And yeah. like, and that's a talent, dude, that's a talent and a Didn't gift. Come easy. Yeah, I know, but it's a talent and a gift that you worked at over time, but also Still you're, working. you are, you're, you're very good at it. And it's something that like, again, when we were talking about living an intentional life and really figuring out, it's like, Mm -hmm. podcasts are not easy they're not easy and that's the biggest thing people just think the fun thing about them is you can sit down and you can talk and you mm -hmm. but there's so much more that goes into it the consistency the the ability to what you do is so impressive again is more than half of your episodes are just yourself mm -hmm. right and yeah and to think of 40 different topics that genuinely garner a lot of interest from people and bring value to people. And, sure. and that's so hard, so hard. And so, yeah, I, I, I just enjoy, that's why I, I kind of like to enjoy doing other people's podcasts yeah. because I, I very obviously enjoy talking and, uh, man, <laughs> it's fun. Good at and it. I, I like to think there's a lot of different sides to me beyond just the, the funny aspect and the, mm -hmm. the, the cinematography. And again, it's cool to just see, allow people that glimpse into who I am as a, yeah. as a person and not just, the guy in the turtleneck rapping. Sure. Yeah. I want to, I want to get back to you shouting people out though. Do you, is that something that you just, you like putting people on blast? You like, you know, you just shouted out, um, you know, Chase who I met through you and he's super talented and deserve everything that's coming to him. Is that something that you've always done? Or one day you're like, you know, I really need to, you know, give, give these people 
uh, you know, share them and, 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 and praise them because they've been a part of my brand or, or whatever. I mean, is that something that you just woke up and did or I feel like a lot of, you know, giving gratitude in general is something that a lot of quote unquote experts well, highly, you know, I hate say, that question. Yeah, what are you grateful for? Yeah, but it, it's it's important. Just though. showing somebody else that you are grateful, and it's just like, have you ever just woke? Like surprises are the coolest thing, and that's why I think my brand has been successful. Not surprising other people, but like, what did Sam just <laughs> release today? Like out of nowhere, out of left field, this guy just yeah. released the wildest video, mm. right? That feeling on an individual level is so powerful to just tag your friend, just be like, Hey, just a random moment of appreciation for Chase is the example you gave is, uh, he's one of my best friends. I'm lucky enough to live with him. He's also just better than me at making videos. And he helps me, uh, grow as a YouTuber and he helps in whatever project I have. He helps me out, uh, on, and that's just one example of like, you know, on a day-to-day basis, it's so easy for me to just kind of start taking that for granted. But it, it, I was just sitting there and we had a planning because uh, we're making the the documentary together. He and I, it's our first like tandem video mm-hmm. that we're going to be collaborating on, yeah, I want to talk on, about on putting together. And uh, we had this planning mo- meeting and it was the first time it really, really felt real. And it just stoked me out so much. And I was sitting there and I'm like, dude, I, I love this guy. This guy's my boy. Like we butt heads. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. He and I will will have our our disagreements. But then it was just a moment of like, this guy's my boy. And so I tagged him on my story. And uh, yeah, I try to do that. I try to do that often. I try to share the love because you know, what's the point of garnering an audience if you can't share who you are and who who the people that have helped you get to where you are are Absolutely. today? You know, share yeah. that with people and and be transparent because it's not fun without the people. So yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the more you give, the more you're going to get. It always comes full circle. And I think that's been a huge part of your growth is because you're so you want to connect, you want to give, you want to put people out there. And I think that positive energy, I think that just attracts good positive energy back to you. And that's been a huge reason why you've been going on a podcast run and why your videos are blowing up and you're doing cool, interesting things. It it just, it all comes full circle. And that's something I've been learning too. Like even bringing on a team, getting people to help me, you know, I'm paying them, I'm providing a, a value to them. They're providing a value to me. And you know, I, I have to continue growing the business because they depend on me for some of their income. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, because of that, there's, there's something there where, you know, you're just, I feel like I'm not going to fail because people depend on me and it's just, it's kind of works like that. It's interesting, but anyways, let's talk about the documentary. Um, you're doing some travels. You're, you're working on it for someone that's obviously incredible, um, a quadriplegic. And yeah, talk, talk yeah, a little okay, bit about, so, about that. Uh, Jack Greener, he's a uh, recovered quadriplegic. He broke his spine. I, I'm going to butcher all of the, the medical the terms. Word, but yeah. he, I, couldn't, he, I barely said got quadriplegic. Com- yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got completely paralyzed uh, 18 months ago and uh, was one of the I think the only person on his floor of the hospital to make a full recovery and mm. he just put in the work when people told him he may never walk again and yeah. within the span of like six months or so he was back on his feet walking within the span of a year he was hiking 
And now eight, 18, 20 months later, um, we're going to set off to make him the first recovered quadriplegic to hike Mount Whitney, mm-hmm. which is the tallest mountain in the lower 48. It is 14,500 feet. And the real miracle of that documentary isn't if he gets to the top, it's if I get to the top. <laughs> <laughs> that is fast. No, but um, yeah, man, this guy is just incredible. His passion for life and his drive and his story are all just so powerful. Mm-hmm. And it's an absolute honor to be able to tell that story alongside Chase. And again, we're doing it because of Ventura watches. They're sponsoring the whole thing. Yeah. Making the entire thing possible because mm-hmm. you know, it's not an easy feat to put together a full mini documentary. It's not cheap. Um, for sure. But, uh, yeah, man, it's going to be incredible. And these are the kind of videos that like I live for. And yeah. I always preach storytelling to my audience. Like I consistently try to challenge people to, to have something to say, right. Mm-hmm. More than don't try not to be hollow. Try to, try to say something and sometimes i feel like i I could be more of a storyteller so Mm -hmm. to have the opportunity to and the privilege to tell such an incredible story that jack has and share who he is i know people when they watch it are going to connect on a on a pretty pretty deep level and it's going to be incredible um so now it's just a, a matter of making sure everything's lined up, making sure we get to the top of that damn mountain. And uh, yeah, and then then we we go from there and tell the story. And um, yeah, if you're listening now, it should should be out sometime in late October, early November. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, if you follow me, you'll, you're sure going to hear about it because it's going to be one of uh, the biggest projects that I've ever put together. And yeah, uh, man, it, it's it's cool. It's really cool. I sat back that I think I had that moment last night again after talking to Chase where I was like, I'm doing this. Somebody is paying me money, uh, paying my rent, paying, putting food on the table for me to go and hike a mountain with somebody who has an amazing story. And I get the honor and the challenge and I'm tasked with telling that story properly. And, uh, man, it's really, really cool. And I'm lucky enough to have Chase alongside me to help tell that story. And I'm lucky enough to have Ventura Watches, a brand that truly believes in going after what you want in life and and uh, truly believes in the, these incredible stories that we're trying to tell. And so hopefully yeah. this is a successful mini doc. And I've already done one before, Project Iceman, um, yep, which yep. was the the story of Anders Hoffman who did a, the first, the northernmost triathlon in the world. We went to Svalbard. It's in the Arctic circle. He, he biked a uh, hundred kilometers, ran a half marathon and swam two kilometers in the water. Uh, it was crazy. I, I directed the whole thing. It was, it was a, a wild experience. And then now I get the opportunity to make this film for Jack and, sure. and, uh, uh, it's cool to sit back and see this be my portfolio and, and know that, this is my life and these projects are only going to get bigger and better. And uh, it's cool to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there pressure with this one to share that story just right? Yeah. You know, of course I'm, I would say there's a part. So I did the first half of the project Iceman video, which was his half Ironman. Mm -hmm. And he did Anders ended up running a full Ironman in Antarctica, um, about Mm -hmm. eight months later. Uh, and I was I wasn't cut from the team, but they they decided to go with somebody else to film. Yeah, you know uh, so that sting I, a little bit. I, yeah, I love Anders, incredible guy, incredible story. I had the honor to 
to tell that first half. So yeah. uh, I'm in no position to, to complain. But I guess I was like, hey, maybe there was something I could have done a little better. Yeah. Maybe there. So now this one coming up, it's like this this going to be good. Yeah. Like I'm ready for this I'm one to be to good. And, and it's just, you know, again, uh, we talked about this, I'm pretty sure, on the first podcast. But I always I always talk about making sure your portfolio aligns with where you want to be, yep. right? No matter what, like if you want to be a documentary filmmaker, then start telling some damn stories, you it's know? It's that simple. Um, but yeah, what's cool about this is like, it will then open the door to other stories. And I don't want to think too far down the line because obviously this is my number one priority and I want to make sure I tell this as amazing as possible. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that that excites me to, to make sure I get it right. And yeah. um, again, that's kind of the fun about the documentary style, the... So there's two styles, I guess, of documentaries where, I mean, there's way more than two, but like, sure, I, I guess you can kind of put them in these two lanes of like things that have already happened that you're trying to tell the story. And for me, the two that I've put together are the two that haven't happened yet. So it's a really tough task to try to like build together an outline and put together an idea of what you want this film to look like before mm-hmm. shooting it yeah but you we have no idea what's going to happen on that hike we don't know if he's gonna you know not make it we don't know sure. if he's gonna fall we don't know Knock yeah yeah exactly Dang exactly wood, like right? we have full confidence that everything's gonna go right but that's the beauty of capturing a story it's like we don't know what's gonna happen and we right. have to be able to be ready for everything and and tell it right right so, i have a question before you keep going yeah um you know, one of the greatest things as a filmmaker is showing that emotion um, and seeing that emotion and seeing your audience witness that em- and, and feel that emotion. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's probably the greatest gift as a as a filmmaker. And at your premiere, you know, I got to see you witness everyone's reaction, including my own. And that was like a really surreal moment for you, I'm sure. Um, so how are you going to view this thing when it's all put together what are your plans for it what what does that look like yeah man i mean (laughs) what does that look like that's the real question here is i mean the ideal situation is to have a premiering yeah of the film itself but similar to your last one with him there and everything i mean how or is he gonna see it before you do kind of like Um, oh yeah yeah we would have we would have if we had if we have the opportunity to show it to a decent sized audience then uh we will but then we would for sure show it to the team first and then yeah but um yeah i you know yeah no the world i don't know if we're gonna be able to to do something like that but at the very least it's like we do something special where the team can get together and we can have like Mm -hmm. 15 people in a backyard screen it um even something as small as that would or virtually be truly i guess yeah worst case yeah yeah We'll, we'll figure out i don't really know what the uh i'm obviously i'm a huge fan of doing things in person Mm-hmm. As as you are with the Creators Blueprint live event, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's something special, truly, truly special about bringing a virtual audience that's consistently out there online to meet people in person and and be like, dang, this this guy is exactly the same way in real sure. life as he is uh, on the camera. Um, sure. And so it's really it's really cool to bring all that together. And for me, I've hosted two heavy air quotes film festivals uh where i've just just had my friends come mm-hmm. and i have other 
friends of mine in the travel creator industry play their films and then other people can come. And the first time I did it, we rented a TV from Costco and we, we returned it the next day and we had 80 people and it was an absolute shit show. Uh, <laughs> and then the next one I kind of learned and I was like, okay, I know how to do it a little bit better. And yeah. we had 150 people. Um, it's wild. And the first one was basically all people that knew me. The craziest thing about the second one was I think I had about like 70 friends or like friends of friends mm -hmm. show up yeah. and then another like 80 people subscribers instagram followers oh, people wow. and that's was it was overwhelming like i almost cried where it's yeah. just like damn this many people would show up for me and for sure so that when you're talking about like creating emotion there's no better atmosphere than in person but absolutely i think you know that's uh that's what 2020 has given us so. i know it's it's been a little bit of an obstacle but yeah i mean it just it makes it real it makes everything that you're doing that investment of putting that time and energy into every single video you put out into the internet then having people actually show up and say how they've how you've inspired them and just how you've been able to impact their life on you know whatever degree that is just makes it real and just solidifies that what you're doing actually fucking matters. Mm -hmm. And that's the coolest part about it. So yeah, yeah. you can, you can get likes, you can get followers, you can get all that and it feels good. Don't get me wrong, sure, but yeah. nothing feels better than like having a conversation with some, like so many people would be like, what's up? I'm, I'm Steve. And I'd be like, Oh, how's it going? And then you'd be like, Oh, I'm X, Y, Z on Instagram. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know yeah, you know because yeah. yeah, of exactly. messages yeah. and the world's so virtual like that. And it's just way, way cool because, again, I like to think I'm a very similar person when the camera's on as I am when the camera's off. And I want people to know that when they meet me. And sure. it's really it's it's cool. Yeah. I got I had my my one of my first like run ins with a subscriber the other day, like oh, out nice. of the random me and me and Chase were running in Encinitas where we live. And I got to a viewpoint and I stopped and some guy was just kind of like looking at me. I was like, Dude, what do you want, dog? <laughs> and he's like, Sam Newton. And I'm like, well, yeah. And, you know, I, got, I was like, yeah, it's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, but that was cool. And then and then we talked and he's like, hey, if you ever need any help, I don't know. And he shot me a message and it was really cool to see. And it's, it's just something really special about like that reminder of like, oh, wait, this is real. This is these are real people. This is a yeah. real, real community as virtual as sure. it might seem. So, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. No matter what, even if you have just a hundred people following you, it's still a hundred people. I mean, we wouldn't be able to fit a hundred people in this Dude, room. Exactly. Right? You know and I don't I mean? think people, people really get that. Uh, I think they just lose sight of it. And I yeah. think the comparison plays a huge role in that because they see Sam Colder with however many million or whatever. You oh, know? I know. 1.6 million, 1.6 million, 732,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that a song? I think that's a new song coming out. Yeah. Well, that's very exciting. This documentary is going to be dope. Those that are listening right now, be on the lookout, what, end of October, early November-ish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. End of October is when it when it should come out. And if you guys want an idea of like what I've already produced documentary-wise, you can just uh, YouTube search Project Iceman. Yeah. Uh, I think the title of it is Project Iceman, the northernmost triathlon in the world. And that gives you an idea. And that was like me going in with zero knowledge on how to make a documentary and it's five minutes long it's a sure. when i say mini documentary it's very it's much mini. a mini but this next one's gonna be eight probably like eight to ten minutes it's gonna be more okay. full story yeah something that like when people listening when you guys watch i would don't mm -hmm. just throw on your laptop and 
hit play. I love, yeah. I want this to be something that like a regular documentary you prepare for, you get on your couch, sure. turn the lights on, turn sure. on your best audio and, and then hit play. And for me uh, as a, as a filmmaker, as a creative, that's like the ultimate honor for somebody to truly in a world where it's just, I need your attention. I need your attention. I need your attention for yeah. somebody to, to watch one of your videos and shut everything off and actually watch it for five to 10 minutes. Sure. It doesn't sound like a lot, but that's... It's everything. It's everything. Yeah. Because there's so many details that you're just going to miss if you watch it on your phone. You know, yeah. the sound, all the sound effects. Sound design's like it. the biggest one. And just yeah. like, and you watch it on your phone and you get notifications on your phone as you're watching. And boom, yeah. it's pull, you're pulled away from that one moment. And you you're, lose so the there's, emotion. there's so many. There's a few creators like uh, Matt Diavella's in the world where I'll... I always stop and I watch mm-hmm. and I love that yeah. and I want to be that for some people. And it's sure. really cool when I get messages and people are like, Sam, you're every time you drop a video, I, I do that. And that's mm-hmm. like the most humbling experience as a creative ever, yeah. ever, oh, yeah. yeah, ever, especially as a filmmaker, especially as a filmmaker. Yeah. I mean, it's harder to like, <laughs> Hey, uh, I turned off all my lights and got on my couch and just examined the fuck out of your photo yeah. for <laughs> 30 minutes dog it's sick (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness yeah you wish it happens more often but it probably doesn't at the end of the day people are usually on their phones because it's so quick yeah i did a little poll the other day and it was it was ridiculous it was like it was like 60 percent over 60 percent uh watch on their phone and then Mm -hmm. like 30 percent computer yeah and then like seven percent TV and three percent tablet or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I think the poll is a little biased because I'm asking that question on Instagram, which is on your phone. So a lot of people that might watch my YouTube videos are might be coming from Instagram anyways. Sure. And a lot of people on YouTube a lot of times are just on, yeah. Uh, you know, their Roku TV and or their uh, laptop. So right. it might be different. I don't really know how it all works, but yeah. For me, I never. I'm not a big YouTube phone guy. Yeah. Um, and again, like you said, I know what goes into making a lot of videos and it's just, it hurts me to watch YouTube's compression on a phone and watch it all on such a small screen. I'm like, I yeah, need, it's brutal. Come on. It's brutal. Same with Instagram. The most popular DM I get is probably like, how do you not lose that compression? Dude, I just got, I'm like, I'm just, I got you. a DM like that, like 10 yeah. minutes ago. Yeah. Was, uh, not yeah. 10 minutes ago. We've been doing this podcast for long enough, know. But you know, what, you something? know what I'm saying? I just yeah. got it today and I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah. I want to talk about because everybody loves you for the most part. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Except for those those couple people listening those, right now that are just people. grinding their teeth. Like, yeah. I fucking hate this guy, but those I can't fuckers. stop listening. <laughs> I can't stop listening to his voice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any haters? Have you ever received like a hate comment before? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What's I, the worst comment you think you've received? Um, if the you can remember. Worst comment... Uh, shit. I mean, this, I guess this is a good problem to have to like think this hard about what, yeah, I, I wouldn't sure. say nothing's been like really bad. Nothing stung. Nothing, Has anything stung? Yeah. It, the, the, the things that sting the worst, like the worst comment and what stings the worst are two different things, right? Because mm. the worst comment, I might just be like, dude, I don't really give a shit about what that person has to say. If it, you're like, if someone's like, dude, you suck as a person, right? That might be the worst comment, but that doesn't sing. I'm like, I don't really care. The things that sting the most are like when 
people just like, I guess, critique your work in a way that you're like, ah, I really like that. And you didn't like that. And yeah, damn, I think that that would sting more where they're not necessarily hating on you, but they're just like, you know, I didn't, I didn't fuck with this. Right. And you're just like, damn. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But you can't win everybody over. And that's, you know, that's part of the game we play. Right. You you can't make everybody happy and you got to understand that. But yeah, for the most part, no, I, I wouldn't say I have haters. I wouldn't say, I have, you know, I have people that don't like me. I have people that don't like my stuff and it's, you know, to each their own, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's the beauty of the internet. The beauty of creating is like, you find people that you connect with and mm-hmm. yeah. you ride out. I just, I don't understand the game of like not liking somebody online and then subscribing to them and then just fucking railing them with hate. It's yeah. just weird. It's like, you don't like it. Just go, just go, somewhere, go somewhere where you else. do like yeah. spread some love. Well, that's a whole other story about why they're doing it in the first place. But I think I think what's so important, and I screwed this up when I started. And I think everybody does, and they get wrapped up into it. There's a positive and a negative with it. Getting tons of positive comments. Oh it's, yeah, the dopamine. It's crazy. My birthday was a couple of days ago. Everyone wished me happy birthday. I was flying high. I'm like, I'm I'm this great person. Thank you so much for wishing me a happy birthday. <laughs> I forgot how incredible I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I lost sight of my incredibleness. Yeah, and with the the mistake that I made as as you know, someone just starting out on YouTube was putting so much weight into that positivity and almost making that a part of my identity where they would say, Oh, you're such a good filmmaker, blah, blah, blah. When I was making those vlogs and whatnot, which made me more susceptible to feeling so hurt and destroyed if I got mm-hmm. a negative yeah. comment, you know? Yeah. And so now what I've been doing for the past year and a half now as I've just totally detached from positivity and negativity to a degree. I mean, still the positive comments are great because it just, you know, it proves that you're doing something that matters and makes an impact and that's important. But, you know, I just try to take it with a grain of salt at the end of the day. Is that something that you are witnessing or experiencing or having conversations with yourself, like trying to distance yourself a little bit? from the comments section yeah yeah you you, i mean that's you want to distance yourself from like riding the highs and the lows of it trying to be a true modern day stoic but Mm -hmm. uh at the same time it's like i also want to show people that i'm reading their comments you know appreciate because like people don't understand that a comment's cool like ten thousand views and 200 comment like 200 people took the time out of their day to like say, hey, thank you for making this piece. And for me, that's really cool. So I like to acknowledge the fact that I see your comment and I see you and I still, the majority of my subscribers that continuously comment or I'm not on like this huge level yet where I don't know, like I see every comment, I see every person and I know the people that continually uh, share that love. So I want to to give back. But at the same time, you, you try to distance yourself. You try to not become what people say you are i guess mm-hmm. you know sure. or people like you said if it's all positive you, you're not like oh i'm the best now or if it's all negative you know you you know you're not all the worst but yeah it, it's it's difficult because in 2020 we chase that right as someone who's had you know i haven't gone viral but i've gone viral in my niche community i've gone viral in the travel mm-hmm. tr- travel photographer filmmaker community which is very niche uh, still viral yeah but i've gone like like dummy viral in that industry sure. right where like everybody like cameraman would be a perfect example when i dropped that like everybody who has a camera and like likes to travel saw that video on instagram and 
I can't lie to you when I say that it felt so cool Mm -hmm. to get that many messages and that many followers and that many likes. But four days after it, it just fizzled out and it was done and people didn't care and they were on to the next thing. And what was I doing? I was sitting there and I'm like, my first thought was like, I need to do that again. I need to get back there. And that's where it gets really dangerous when you're just riding that, like, how do I get back to that? And that again, going back to our, the beginning of our conversation, it's like trying to make sure you're making stuff that you're really, truly proud of and that you really like is the most important thing. Because if you're chasing that, it's again, it always fizzles out that hit, that rush of dopamine, it always fizzles out. And if you're not truly happy with that piece of art and you're only happy with how people reacted to it, then it, you're not going to give a shit about it in a year and it's, yeah. you're going to look back at it and be like, damn, I was really just a product of what people wanted me to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. Deep. Yeah. I think that's very deep. <laughs> I think, I think that's one of the biggest mistakes people make mm-hmm. period as a yeah. creative, as an influencer, it doesn't matter what, if you're creating content on the internet and you're getting those likes and whatnot, you know, letting those people influence who you are and who you're becoming is very very dangerous and that's i feel like the people that quit that's what happened Mm -hmm. to them you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i I don't want to drop any names but even me you know i kind of fizzled i fizzled out on youtube i just didn't want to do it anymore but there are more reasons to that than just but people are just they're so addicted to the numbers and they're so addicted to that that hit that so many people will fake it i mean i'm confident when I say that there is a good amount of people listening to this podcast right now that have purchased followers on Instagram, as much as mm. you have, they Me. have buried. I, when I first started, I bought uh, a, a like bot. So I didn't necessarily oh. buy followers, but I bought mm. a like bot that would like photos. Yeah. And I was convincing myself like, oh, it's liking people. Then they're coming to follow me. Then I realized that that like bot service was purchasing followers for me in order for me to keep paying for the like bot service because oh, I was thinking that it worked. Yeah. That's really how it worked. So I, I went from like 2000 to my first 5,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. I haven't really had, but yeah, the first like 5,000 came from that like bot service, which I sure, but a lot of people, a lot of people, I know I'm, a lot of my friends in the industry that have hundreds of thousands of followers have purchased their followers all because you want this idea of being a big, large creator. Mm. And again, I don't want to hate on people. I don't want to hate on, but people listening right now that have done this, they've done, they've also done this. They've suppressed that, that idea that they've ever, and they deny, deny, deny. Then no, that never happened. That absolutely never happened. I never did that. I never did that. Mm. And my question to people that have done this and people sitting in their room listening, like, fuck, that's me. I totally, um, But just like, if the numbers are really what matters, tell me how much better you felt afterwards. Right. And I know the answer because it's not like people might be treating you differently based on how many followers you have now. Mm -hmm. But then once they get to your stuff, like how much of an authentic connection did you build with them? Probably little to none. Yeah. um, Because it's just based off. And it's for me, it's just like, why would you pay for 100,000 followers? Because now people have this expectation of like, you must be a huge creator. And then they go and you have 15 comments, comments and like no real community and sure. people are like damn what right. why why in the world would you have built 150,000 people and like three people are are like cool pick right uh like what's yeah. what's the fucking point of that right like i'd rather have 
10,000 and, and yeah. have a ton of people genuinely mm. having conversations with me and talking and being involved. And that's, what's really cool. And that's what I try to, you know, as much as I know numbers get to me and I know, you know, it, it feels good to have more followers and more likes, but mm-hmm. you know, it feels better truly when we're talking about what, what you talk about being truly fulfilled in what you do. Yeah. That's where it's, that's where it is. Just knowing yeah. that there's real people that mess with you as opposed to just, faking it getting to this certain arbitrary level that you think you need to be at and then being like well okay i bought twenty thousand followers or i bought fifteen thousand followers and now i'm sitting here and i'm like well i didn't my community's still non-existent there is no community yeah it's just a number it's just a number yeah wild i mean for me seeing someone's numbers obviously it's it's a very subconscious thing i think that's the very first thing you look at as soon as you go to someone's profiles, how many followers they have. And I think that's just our, our human nature. That's yeah, just what terrifying. we do. It's terrifying. But then once, you know, once you get past those three seconds of how many followers, um, I don't, I don't personally, I don't look at that anymore. I don't even care. And you know, millions of followers, there's so many people out there that have millions of subscribers. It does nothing to mm-hmm. me. When I look at that person, I don't give a shit really how many followers they have. And it doesn't phase me like they're a celebrity or something like that. I'm just like, oh, okay, they've built a platform, maybe, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. They've bought a built a platform. They, they've bu- they've bought definitely... a platform, maybe, maybe. <laughs> you don't know. For me, it's number one, are you a good person? That's the obvious one. And whether we're talking on in the DMs or in, if we're able to meet in person, that's obviously the most important thing is what type of person you know, who are you as a, as a person and how, wh- what does your brand represent, et cetera, et cetera. But then number two, it's who's your network? Who are you connected to? Because that also says a lot about who you are as a person is what kind of people are hanging out with you. And so if you have 300, 300 followers on Instagram, but you're connected to all of these really just incredible people I'm much more likely wanting to connect with that person versus someone that has 5 million followers that isn't really connected to anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the follow for me, when we're talking about like instant validation, quote unquote on Instagram, uh, the followed by is my validation. So when I go to somebody's page and it says followed by Jimmy, Jiminy crickets and 80 other people that, that you follow, then I'm like, dang, 80 people that I trust and follow follow this person that's validation yeah not because it'll be like somebody i again i'm in a very niche community i'm in the travel filmmaking content creator community it is a it is a lane (laughs) and if somebody is in this community they are followed either followed by or follow very similar people to who i follow so like when somebody's with 250,000 followers they call themselves a travel film photographer or whatever and they follow me and I'm like, you're followed by two people that I follow and you have a quarter million. And I'm like, to me, that it just yeah. seems hollow. It seems who fake. It yeah. yeah. And it's not necessarily like, who are you? But it's just like, you don't need to fake. I've been, <laughs> you and me both sitting down. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, right? For all the 50 year olds listening to this podcast, which I'm sure they're very little. Uh, six years of work at something is nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. Yeah absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. but i put in six seven years on my brand and to me that seems like just 
ages compared to what people are putting in now and just expecting. Sure. I'm like, how long have you been doing this? A year? Didn't that make sense why you have 2,000 followers and not them? Right. Like, stop right. working. Worry about the number. Worry about your stories that you're telling in the community you're building. And that's mm-hmm. my number one priority with what I'm doing. And, and I've grown from such an authentic place. And, like, the people that follow me really know that. And the people that followed me from day one, you know you haven't seen any, like... Oh, Sam went from 20,000 followers to 45,000 overnight. No, because right. it's just, I'm trying to trying to make it real. Sure. I want to make it real. Yeah. As hard as that is. And that's just play the long game, man. Play yeah. the long game. That's so key. I, I, you know, one of the easiest things that you can do is to not give up. And as cliche as that sounds, there's so many people out there that, like we've talked about earlier in this podcast, that they want that quick route that that fast track to success the they want the the hundred thousand followers in 10 days whatever it is there's so many people out there that that just fall they, they fall flat they they give up they stop because they didn't see what they wanted to see in two three years there's people out there that have been doing this for 10 15 20 30 years building a brand yep. every yep. single day and those are the people that are still around you know, the people that just did this for, and I'm still talking five years, you know, five years to a lot of you guys listening feels like a long time, but in the business world and the branding world, it's not, it really isn't. And, you know, I, I tell my blueprint members as, as cliche as it sounds, just don't stop because just by not stopping, you are going to make it. You're eventually going to figure it out. You're going to build that brand that you want. You're going to build that reputation. You're, you're laying the cement. You're laying the platform. Like yeah. if people, if you blow up overnight, right? If you blow up, like a lot of people say they want, if you blow up overnight, if you put in two work, two years of work prior to that, then you have two years of a portfolio for people then, then find you and then go back and binge your stuff and being like, holy shit, this person's been the same real cool person for this long yeah. and it's just a small creator and now yeah. it's blown up and now you have this opportunity but if you go the route that everybody wants and just like i want to go viral mm. right then people find you you went viral woohoo then they go back and all these people that have just flooded to your page go to watch your content and you have a bunch of content that's just hollow and that's just reaching for more yeah. virality and reaching for being dope and yeah then you're they're gonna be like oh why i don't know why i'm staying so you want to play the long game for the off chance that things do blow up mm-hmm. you want people to stick around for you not sure. stick around for the fact that that one video took off sure but i i think it's also i mean just going in with a mindset of wanting to grow slowly, mm-hmm. um, I think is so super much better. important. So yeah, much better. It's it's crucial. Like when you grow slowly, there's so many things you learn, appreciate. Um, you'll stay around longer. It's like being a celebrity, like a child celebrity versus someone that got famous when they were 30, 40. You know, they had all those years, those 30 years of to prepare uh, and prepare yeah. and being in the trenches and getting their hands dirty and just not being fucking famous, you know, and, um, versus someone that like a Justin Bieber who just gains celebrity status overnight, literally that can just mess you up Mm -hmm. so much. And he's still working through stuff. It's the same thing with growing a brand. You want to grow it slowly. And if you don't do it right and you blow up, you still can't maintain like, yeah, we're, this is a conversation between two guys that we have a decent size audience, but nothing 
nothing wild. Insane. Yeah, yeah. I have 30,000 followers on Instagram. I know everyone listening follows at least 100 people with more followers than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we're talking about, you know, following is like this benchmark. Yeah. So many people will come back and then with quote unquote 100,000 followers sure. and then reach out to me like, how are you? sustaining this business how are you creating this audience how are you yeah and and i feel like so many people feel like they can get to this spot and then it's done right. but this is a convert proof that it's like never been about the numbers and it's just about building that community between yeah. two guys that pay their bills with their community and with the ability to to create that from from the ground up and it's yeah. awesome yeah and and i know a lot of people that blow up and go you know their stuff gets to where they want it to be and they're not happy and they're not excited and they haven't built an audience that really likes their stuff and then once the yep. the next wave comes then they're forgotten about yeah they're not prepared they're not ready for it same thing with money like people ask you know why haven't i reached this amount of money yet and i'm like because you're not ready to handle it yet and that's really why it is you know if you had a thousand people thousand customers coming in like do you have the things in place to be able to handle that no that's why you haven't made the money it's the same thing with with the brand you're not ready for that just yet so it's it's interesting to think about it that it makes it feel better to think about it like that okay Mm -hmm. i'm just i'm just not ready for that yet but i'm working towards it and i think having that mentality makes you want to grow super fast and and get that million overnight it makes you you less less reactive too it makes you less like impulsive on like again going back to tiktok if you blow up overnight you're reactive you're like what um, you could change your whole brand overnight because of what worked Mm. as opposed to if you play the slow game you know exactly who you are you know exactly what your message is you know exactly what you want to say and if something blows up that's awesome but then you're just right back on your lane you're right back to your your one thing, your goal. Yep. Uh, and and that's really cool as opposed to just like shooting like a thousand shots in the air and be like, that caught, I'm going that way. Right. Yeah. And then being uh, the, the chair guy. Being the chair guy, man. <laughs> Who wants to be the chair guy? Oh, dude. I think this has been phenomenal. But yes. In the meantime, man, this was the I'm the first repeated fun, guest man. too, right? Yeah. Dang. First, yeah, a first, true honor. First repeated guest, first in person guest, most downloaded podcast most. <laughs> that we have. I, I mean, do you want to just take over the show at this point? Yeah, that's just, kind of the plan here. I've already been now. talking to Wix about it. We're <laughs> I'm moving in. <laughs> Don't bring my girl into this. No, no, no um, oh. man, it, it, it's an honor, and I, I really appreciate you having me as always. Uh, it, it, always. it was fun, and um. Man, it's just, it's really cool. And you, you all listening here, uh, like I said, halfway through this episode, it's, it's really cool to see how many people can actually sit through, uh, us talking and, and appreciate having a, a full conversation between two guys that are just like you trying to figure out how to get through it. Figure and uh, out life. we might have a couple of years more under our belt or a couple of years less under our belt, but I appreciate you taking the time yep. out of your day to listen. And, uh, yeah, man. I, again, appreciate you yeah, having me. Absolutely. You're going dude. places, man. You are going dude, places. Like-minded people connect. So it all comes full circle. Where can people find you? I'm sure everyone already follows you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> at Sam Newton Media on Instagram, at Sam Newton Media on YouTube. And you can Let's find go. me on the Zach Kravitz 
podcast, the Ramblin' Radio podcast, every single week from here on out because I am the new host. (laughs) Solo, just solo podcast with Sam Newton. Enjoy it, everybody. Thanks for being here, bro. Be on the lookout for um, Sam's new documentary coming out end of October. Give it a couple months. Couple couple months. months. I'm I'm really excited about that. It's probably the one project I'm looking for. And submit something to the collab video if you want to be part of it. Oh, yes. There you go. Submit the collab. Get the collab going. Uh, go follow Sam and like his shit and give him more dopamine. And please. you've you've made it this far, so you might as well get on the wait list for the Creator's Blueprint right now. If That's you right. haven't already, I don't know what you're doing with your That's life. Right. And drink liquid IV and wear Ventura watches. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Is right. there anything else I need to Buy get? more product with our codes. <laughs> yeah, just do it all. Mm-hmm.